This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, September 27th. For the News and Observer, I'm Lucille Sherman, your host for this episode of Under the Dome. Today, we're talking with one of the lawmakers closest to budget negotiations happening in North Carolina's General Assembly. Senator Brent Jackson, thanks so much for your time today. Um, As budget chairman, I was wondering if you could tell me what you've been up to uh, the last 10-ish days. Well, most of us just been sitting around the pool enjoying the weather. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, we have, for the last 10 days, we have been meeting with our House counterparts and we have been going through every line item in the budget as well as the provisions that are in there, which is the language and bills that are stuck into the budget as we've done over the years. And we have normally typically been meeting from nine in the mornings to typically around seven, 7.30 of the evening, Monday through uh, Friday is what we've done last week. And that's pretty much what we've done this week. And except for last night, we met a little after 12 when we left here. So, you know, we're trying to wrap it up. And so that's what we've been working on. And because the budget is going to be probably six, 700 pages, maybe more, probably one of the bigger budgets that I've ever been involved in. And that's because not only has the state seen a surplus of revenue that we weren't anticipating last year this time, but as well, we've had the ARPA funds come in as well as all the COVID money that has come in from the federal uh, folks and so that's just complicated this matter even longer and that's part of the reason it's taken us so long to get to where we are today. Yeah so in addition to your regular pool of money you have surplus money and then American Rescue Plan funds right. and then other COVID funds that still need to be allocated right? That is correct. So there's just a lot of money swirling around. A lot of money and a lot of moving parts and trying to make sure that you know we spend it prudently and and you know, be physically conservative as best we can with it. And of course, we're putting some a tremendous amount back into the rainy day fund because we're gonna need that at some point in time down the road because we all know this federal money is eventually gonna run out. And so, you know, we, we can't, my, my main concern, I'll go down a little rabbit trail here with you. Sure. My main concern is we're creating a culture that is gonna expect this every year. And that's not going to be the case. Uh, I mean, things are definitely going to change. And so we're trying to prepare for that with putting more money into their savings reserve and doing things infrastructure-wise, I mean, such as broadband. We're doing tremendous amount of broadband. And we're also doing tremendous amount of water and sewer. We're doing a disaster package also in this uh, to cover some of the stream debris removal as well as some of the things that will help us protect us moving forward when we have the next hurricane or the storm like we just recently experienced out in the western part of the state. So those all fit into the budget uh, and that's pretty much what we've been negotiating and setting down and we don't always agree but we always end up in a happy spot at the end. It might take us a few hours to get through one item but we generally get there. So do you literally sit in a room all day and argue? Like, <laughs> what, is, what does that look like? Well, it's not all day. Uh, part Last week, for instance, we would make the house an offer on a certain number of items, and they would go to their corner, so to speak, which is another little conference room, and would come back with an offer back to us. And that's sort of what we've done. And then we'll get back together again. And then the, 
the nonpartisan staff will come in and we'll start going through every piece of the budget. And when we'll, we'll get to a place where we can't agree, we'll, you know, we'll sort of break off again and come back with another plan and offer back and forth. And it's, that's sort of the trade-off is in this. So the last few days have been, you know, it's my understanding that the House and Senate agreed sort of on the bigger ticket items last week or maybe the that week before. That is correct. Okay. So like taxes yep. and also um, like raises. Yep. And then this week has been littler things. Well, the raises uh, are pretty much, we've done what we can at our level because now the the, what we've done, and that will be finished up today, which today's Thursday, and it will be uh, what we call sent up to the corner offices, which will be Senator Berger and Speaker Moore, and they will sit down and hash out those things we could not resolve. And salary is sort of, you know, we've done what we can on the salary, but the, the final of that will be with them too. And then after they are finished with it, which we're still available and around in case they have questions when they start setting down, and that will be next week when they'll start doing that, is the plan right this moment. And then also they will bring the governor in, we're hoping mid next week, and then have him to give us his thoughts. And so that's when we finally put it all together, when we get hopefully everybody on the same page singing Kumbaya. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that is our plan. Wait, so there are multiple levels of negotiations. So there, there is. is sort of the budget chairs, and then it goes up to sort of a Well, we offices. actually have what we call sub-chairs or area chairs under us, and they do a lot of the same work. They'll work on their particular area of the budget, just like uh, JPS handles all the DPS and all the law enforcement and all that. Uh, Agner, we call it, uh, they handle, you know, the Department of Agriculture, Department of Labor, Commerce, a lot of the uh, smaller nonprofits that are running, that's all within their purview. So they have to put their pieces together. And then that's when these subcommittees or area chairs put it together and then they come and present it to us here in the end. And that's what we were doing last. Well, actually that's what we we're doing this week. We finished that Wednesday uh, morning with all the area chairs coming back through. And we started last week on that as well, the latter part of the week. But, you know, when they get done with it, and they have items they can't agree on either because they're working with the Senate is working with the House. And so they kick it up to us, and we resolve those, and those we can't, we kick it on up to Senator Berger and uh, Speaker Moore. How do you know if you can't resolve something? It's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, do you wait a few days until nobody budges? Uh, We don't. Wait, we we have done that, but then we, if it's something we can't resolve, but we don't want to kick it up, we'll sort of let it mellow for a couple hours, sometimes a couple of days, and then we come back, but we keep working. We move on to something else. We just don't stop. Mm-hmm. We move on to something else, and uh, but then we'll bring it back up, and nine times out of ten, we can resolve it, uh, and you know we might give in, speaking of the Senate, to the House position, or the House might give in to our position on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the next few days going to look like? You mentioned hoping Governor Cooper is sort of involved in the next step of negotiations. He will be after Senator Berger and uh, Speaker Moore finish their part, and they're going to start next week working on it because staff is still putting all these decisions that we've made in the last two weeks together so they'll have something to go from. And they'll know what we have kicked up to them, which actually we've not kicked up that much this year. We've been 
in my experience, and I'm going on probably seven years being in this involved in this uh, the full chair level, uh, we probably have less kicked up this time than we have before, and that's because we've sat down and tried to work with our house counterparts. <laughs> but the next level, as I've said, would be to Senator Berger and Speaker Moore, and hopefully they will get started early next week, and then by mid to late week they will involve the governor. And then hopefully the week after that, we can roll this thing out and, <laughs> and get it done with. Okay. I don't know that I'm that optimistic, but I will take your optimism. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like, they all pick at me being, about being optimistic, but I am a farmer. So, you know, I put a lot of money in the ground and hope something comes up. So, yeah, got to be optimistic. <laughs> that's right. Also, you got to have someone in the room who's at least a little optimistic. Yeah, we have folks in there. We're optimistic. <laughs> so. um, okay, last question for sure. you. What are the chances Medicaid expansion is a part of a budget deal this year? That, you know, anything is on the table. Uh, any and everything has been on the table since we started. And so I don't know for sure that will be in the final part. We have done some expansion within this budget, especially with the postpartum for pregnant women, taking them from three months to 12 months. That is in there, which I, to be honest with you, I guess that shows you how little I knew about pregnant women. <laughs> I thought they were covered already for longer than three months. So, uh, you know, that's a really good thing I think we've got in this piece of the budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I really believe they need it. The child needs it. And so, you know, but anything is possible. Uh, so I, I, I can't answer that because, as I tell folks, some of those questions are above my pay grade. <laughs> so. That's fair. Is there anything else you should know or anything else you think I should know or listeners should know that kind of demystify the budget process and what it looks like behind the scenes? Well, they would be really disappointed and bored if they had to sit in that room. <laughs> I can tell you that because it's not that we're in the dark of night and with the smoke around. It's nothing like that at all. But uh, it's just a lot of going through paperwork and going through each line item and making sure everything's like it's supposed to be in the house and seeing it agree on things or don't dis or don't agree. And uh, but it's it's really a monotonous, long process that at times we try. I try and pick at a lot of my colleagues to keep something going. And sometimes I don't pick so easily, but you know. <laughs> but at the same token, try and keep it lively. But it, it is a long, monotonous process to to have a budget when it's all said and done. Especially when you've been in session for almost ten months at this point. That's true. <laughs> I actually, uh, myself and my co-chairs, as well as the house and their counterparts, we've worked on this thing since January. At some point, at some parts of it or the other. And so, yeah, it's been a long, drawn-out session this year. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's ready for a budget to come we're out. We're ready for a budget, and then we're ready for a break. Yeah, good. <laughs> Before redistricting. That's right. <laughs> well, sounds like to me we're going to roll right into that, but we'll see. <laughs> Senator Jackson, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. You're certainly welcome. Thank you for having me on here today. Anytime. Okay, have a great day. from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider, and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening. <laughs>